Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I am <clears throat> joined by none of the Smokin' Tobacco staff tonight as they are all, once again, uh, busy with prior engagements, but that's okay. I'm here to hold down the fort. Um, gonna smoke along with you guys. Have a guest coming on tonight. A little brand called Apostate Cigars. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, you're gonna hear all about it. Uh, we're gonna be joined by Brandon, and uh, he'll answer any of the questions you may have. So I have no one to banter with this week. So I'm gonna bring Brandon right on, and here he is, Brandon. Welcome to the Smoke and Tobacco Show. Ah, oh, shit. I think you muted. I don't hear you. Although, hold on a second. Oh, I think I got you. I think I got you. I don't know how All that right, happened. Let's try again. What did I say? It's what did okay. I say before the show started? Every time Nicole's not here, yeah, there's, always, there's always Everything an issue. Everything that could go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. I know. I had issues with the camera before we started, you know. Of course, and I don't know, you know, we don't have, we don't have, we, you know, it's not like we like reprogram the camera every time. You know, you turn it on, you plug it in, and it, 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 aut- the program automatically picks it up too. So it's like you really don't have, it's really not complicated, but for some reason, it's like every time that she's not here, um, you know, there's an issue. So it's just a little reminder that you need her, man. It, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She's in my life for a reason. Without her, I would be lost. Um, it, in more ways we'll than most through. people know. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. Um, with the uh, so, without further ado, uh, welcome to the show. I we had some of your cigars. I'm not sure what happened. I could not find them before the show, uh, and then I ran out of time because I had to deal with the stupid camera, as uh, as I said before. So I grabbed a Brickhouse cigar. This is the Brickhouse 2022. We are live in the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios, and it is Bricktoberfest all October long. Uh, I know J.C. Newman is running their Bricktoberfest photo contest on social media. If you visit SmokingTobacco.com, you can read more about that or at jcnewman.com. Uh, you can read more about the contest rules and what have you and what you can win, including one of their uh, glass boots that they have um, up for grabs. Those are cool. Uh, we got those. We, we I think we posted some photos of them up online so you can check those out. They're awesome. They're really cool. I think the whole, like, yeah, they are cool. I want to say they hold like three and a half beers, if I remember correctly, for filling it up. I mean, that'll do. Yeah. I got my brother-in-law to pound one down last year when they sent the ones last year. I'd, I filled it up with some Bud Light, just something basic, just, you know, to do photos. And then he was here, and I'm like, I mean, you want to drink this? And he was like, all right. And I and he, he, he did he, the whole boot? Dude, he did it. He didn't do it in like five minutes, but, I mean, he, he, he did it. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's, a, that's a lot in five minutes, even if it's Bud Light. Yeah, so I mean it's uh, he 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 got it down, but you know they they are great, so you can win those from J C Newman. Check those out. And tonight I'm going to be cutting and lighting my cigars with Cigar Blondie accessories, the signature Blade Flame from Cigar Blondie lighter, and as well as their awesome awesome cutters, super sharp and durable. They make some great quality products. And visit them at cigarblondie.com. Uh, Brandon- Leo. Yeah, shout out to Leo. She is an amazing person. Uh, some of you may know her from Nova Cigars, which is a completely separate entity. I had many people ask me, 
is Cigar Blondie Accessories part of Nova? It is not part of Nova, Nova right. Cigar. It is a separate entity. This is Leo's thing that she's doing all on her own. Um, and they and she's got some great stuff. Um, even the packaging. She partnered with Humidif Group for the packaging. And they got that, that like tap technology. Dude, it looks sharp. Yeah. It's, it's good looking stuff. Nicole's got the white set. Nicole's set is here. She's got the white set. And then Coop has mm. the black set that he uses on the Spare Notes show. Um, yeah, I think I'd have to go with black myself. Black's a good color. I, a lot of the stuff that I have is black. Both my vehicles are black. Most yeah. of my clothes are black. I wear a lot of black, black jeans. Everything. I don't wear a lot of blue yeah. jeans anymore. It's all black jeans, black hoodies. I haven't worn blue jeans since like junior high. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the Pete Johnson thing. You know how Pete's always in black? It's like, you know, he's always got like the black yeah, jeans, the black t shirt. <laughs> yeah. I for me I'm just I like black kinda hides how I look like a potato. So that's there you go. Hmm. More and more these days I I'm I, I feel you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I just turned 40, man, so I, I need all the help I can get, you know? Some people say it's like after you get married, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, when you uh-huh. get married, like, you have to get fat. And I remember at the trade show, um, after we got, you know, we got married before the trade show started. So right. the rest of that, that week, week, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was uh, Thursday. Most people, I think, were in town by then. Um, but, like, the, sh- mm. the the pre-show stuff didn't start till Friday. But I think it was it was either Thursday or Friday. And uh, it must I think it was Friday night. And um, after the welcome party, I was walking through the, the casino. You know the, the casino. You come out of the convention mm-hmm. center and you take you to the casino, the hallway where all the, where all the restaurants are, the restaurant row. Right. Yeah, and I love that I, spot. Yeah. I ran into Garrett and Andrew, and they were with Husto and everyone at JRE. And they all stopped me and whatever, and was all there like, congratulations and this and that. And Husto, Husto just comes up to me, he puts a hand on my shoulder. He's like, now that you're married, you're going to start getting fat. And he, like, pats his belly, and then he pats <laughs> mine. And he's like, yep, this is yep. how it starts. <laughs> yep, yep, just, just letting you know what you're in for. He's like, first they get you, and then when you sign that paper, then they fatten you up so you can't go anywhere. <laughs> yep, yep. Just a sign of contentment, right? It means you're happy. Yeah. No, I mean, it, of course. And, you know, I I, I love uh, I love Nicole. And, you know, I, I have to say it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt that she has um, – she's got good cooking skills too. I mean, she knows how to feed Oh, man. Me. Game over, dude. Mm. It's it's dangerous, you know. It is dangerous. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot fatter than you are now. Her dad's a good cook too, so mm. I think she gets a lot of it from him. But they're both like so. Her dad is, her dad's um. He's one of those people who, like, when he when he's good at something, like he, he like he's you know he's always doing. He's always trying to be better. He's always trying to master it. But he also right. wants you to know that he's good at it too. So like when he's cooking food, it's always like. Oh, like, look at this thing that I made or whatever. And then she does the same thing, too. And uh, so they'll argue over who can make stuff better. But, I mean, she makes the best lasagna. She makes, uh, man, she makes biscuits and gravy. She makes the best scrambled eggs. She makes anything Italian, um, you know, which is a lot of pasta. That's a lot of carbs and a lot of sauce. A lot of carbs, homie. Yeah. You're going to need to go on walks every night, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in trouble i'm, I'm in trouble so mm-hmm. um on the flip side though so she's half she's half italian and then she's half irish so i mean she can drink better than me i mean she she puts there it away go. she puts it away better than i can it's 
it's fucking insane because she's got a stomach that's about yay big. Um, so I mean, she, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I it's am good to have someone who can challenge you a little bit, right? Yeah. I, I always like to make the joke with her. It's, I'm like the kid from the Simpsons on the bus. It's like, ha, I'm in danger. Ha, I'm in danger. <laughs> That's my running joke with Nicole. Is, I'm in danger. <laughs> You're the real life Ralph meme. I love it. Yeah, that's me. So we caught up with you at the trade show. This was your first trade show this year, right? It was our first trade show as uh, as vendors. Yeah, we, we've been many times for uh, my partner, Kendrick. He runs Beehive Cigars in, in Salt Lake City. So, that's right. And uh, when I was his general manager, we would go down together and do the buying. So we've been several times. But being on the other side of the table this year was the first year. Yeah. Did you find that as, you know, being an exhibitor, you know, with a brand that you're trying to get out there, like, is it a lot more stress than being on the retail side of it? Uh, it's it's definitely a different kind of stress. Um, on the retail side, I, I think for me, you know, because it was Kendrick's money and not mine, but I think for me, the the biggest stress was was budget concerns, right? Making sure you don't go over your limit. You get you get the good hot shit. You know, the shops excited, customers are excited. That's really not that stressful. On the exhibitor side, it's uh, it's different, man. It's like, are people going to come to the booth? Are they going to like what they see? Are they going to try the product? Uh, you know, is everyone going to hate us? <laughs> that kind of your insecurities, your insecurities show up a little bit, right? Absolutely. Um, but ultimately, man, despite the the stress of being on the show floor all day, you don't you don't get to take those breaks to go play blackjack while you're in between, you know, appointments stuff like that you're there the whole day um despite all of that it was a blast man i loved meeting new people uh people i wouldn't have met otherwise uh, meeting you meeting other media outlets it was cool i had a blast now I, I know you're you're one of those people that i like we have been friends on social media for a while i think we've mm-hmm. we've chatted and made comments on stuff but we never really got to talk we never really met each other and stuff like that so seeing you at the trade show was awesome because it was like oh wow i know this guy um yeah yeah you get to connect <laughs> in, a, in a in a real way instead of that social media way and i love that i i every time i go to a new town someone i know from instagram or facebook shows up like hey it's me i'm like dude what's up we've been friends for years nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> now come check out my cigars <laughs> yeah yeah now smoke this real quick yeah <laughs> um now the the brand apostate um tell me t- just tell me a little bit more about that w- what is the um the meaning behind the name uh, a little bit more about kind of like what the 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 vibe and the theme is behind that brand yeah absolutely man so my partner and i um lead pretty parallel lives we're both from utah we we both grew up here obviously growing up in utah odds are you're a member of the predominant religion um and, and we were we both uh, had the opportunity to do what we call serve a mission for the church where you go out and you preach your, your religion to people and try to get converts and things like that. Uh, he went to Scotland for a couple of years and, and worked with the folks out there. I was lucky enough to go to the Dominican Republic. Uh, I lived in Santiago uh, as a bright eyed kid, you know, got to learn Spanish, got to see the culture, got to see tobacco in the fields, had no idea. 20 years later, that was going to be my livelihood, you know, so um, apostate, as we kind of got into our mid 20s, he and I both uh, decided to walk away from the faith, we didn't know each other at the time, but we had very similar experiences, it's just one of those things where you grow and you ask questions and you decide something's not for you anymore, 
when you leave a, a faith or a religion, the term apostate is is typically what they what they will call you. You're someone who's lost your way, uh, someone who's kind of in the dark, right? A uh, little bit of a rebel. So we figured being from Utah and wanting to start a cigar brand, we would kick the door in and, and kind of lean into that a little bit, you know, own the apostate title as, as part of where we came from and part of how they still view us here. Yeah, it's interesting. I so I <clears throat> Nicole's um actually, you know what? I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> I was going to bring up something, but I'm like, you know, what? I don't want to bring this up on the air just in case. Maybe um, not. Okay. Yeah, yeah I I we'll thought about later. it for a second. And I was like, I'll tell you after the show, but I don't know if I want to share you it. Tell me after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cuz I I I have I had a question, but I don't I don't know if I want to do it live. Um so All right. um no, but that's interesting. That's cool, and I, and I like how you, you you took that from your personal history, and you know you a lot of times you see these brands, right? And not so much the the more the legacy brands and stuff that've been around that they're just kind of they're kind of built on their their ways. There's a lot of smaller boutique brands nowadays, right? And you're seeing more and more of them come around. Smaller brands trying to do their thing. A lot of great people too. Right. Uh, a lot of great brands, a lot of great cigars, and I'm finding that more and more of these smaller boutique companies they have like a theme to them too. And I, I kind of sure. felt like, you know, that's kind of like what you guys have going on with apostate. And it's nice mm -hmm. because it tells a story within itself. It represents who you guys are, not just what your cigars are, who you are, where you've come from, mm -hmm. or what you're trying to do, what you're all about. Um, and then the, it gives you so many things to run with with that, like the names for your cigars or like the, you know, names for sizes right. and people, the thing, the little, the little details like that that people do. Now, when you put it all together, it creates just an amazing presentation, both in you know the cigars themselves, the marketing, the promotion, whatever. Uh, it just it tells yeah. a story. It gives it soul. It is, there's more of a soul to the brand, if that makes sense. I think that's, you'll see that across a lot of different industries, right? The ones that tend to resonate are the ones that that have uh, sort of some some roots in, in something real, right? So, for us, the the roots were. I mean, if you get down to brass tacks here, it's like when you're when you grow up in a faith, you grow up in a religion, and it, and it dominates the scope of your your day. When you walk away from that, that was your community, right? That that was the, those were your neighbors. Those were the kids you went to school with. That was your family. Um, when you walk away from that, what's what is now your community? For me, and and I know for Kendrick as well, I wasn't really able to define a, a sense of belonging to a, a community again uh, until I found premium tobacco, until I started smoking cigars and hanging out in lounges, and that to me had that same feel of people who are interested in you know common ground rather than differences and and i think um for us building apostate we really wanted to lean into that now one of the things i i, I caught you here you uh i heard you say before i caught you say i wanted to say um <laughs> you you were living in the dominican mm -hmm. how long did you live in the dominican uh total time on the island was about 14 months for me and how old were you when you went down there And I think we just lost him. We got pure darkness. Something happened. Oh. Mm. I'm going to assume that he dropped out and he's just going to sign back in. So, un momento, por favor. All right, there he is. Hold on. There we go. We got Sorry you back. Sorry about that. No, nah, no worries. Um, so, living in the Dominican. 
Yeah, living in the Dominican. You, you were down there for about 14 months. How old were you when you went down there? 20. 20. I was 20 years old. Yep. And that's and so being down there, you got a firsthand look and appreciation, especially, I like to use that word for this, uh, for the tobacco culture. The gro- like you were saying, the growing and, and all of that stuff. What, what was that experience like for you when you when you first took that in and you know you saw it and you were like like holy shit this is what it is yeah it was a, it was a whole big world for me uh, it was weird to be honest with you because I was I was a Mormon kid uh, we were we were raised that tobacco and coffee and you know drugs and alcohol and and all that is is bad and you have to avoid it um, but while I was down there, you got to see people living their daily lives, embracing that culture. Right. And it's like, these aren't bad people. This isn't, this doesn't look like sin to me. You know what I mean? So it was a little surreal, uh, to be faced every day with the stuff you're told to avoid and see people having the best days of their lives, just being who they are. So it, it was interesting. You know, it's one of the things that Nicole and I haven't done yet. And we we actually will be very soon, um, and uh, we'll be we'll be going to the Dominican, and uh, I'm not gonna say where we're we're gonna save that as a surprise for later. But we're we'll be going down to the Dominican soon, and um, we'll be making our first trip to you know a, a major factory in the fields and and, awesome. and and stuff like that. So I'm excited. I wanted to ask you that question because it's like you had that experience, yeah. and I'm gonna have that experience too. And I oh, it's I, amazing, man. I just yeah. I think about it like I'm gonna get down there and it's gonna be like just over overpowering this sense of like it oh my be. god it's humbling it's really humbling man because you get I mean as you know stateside over here and being an enthusiast obviously you you get a little bit of a peek behind the curtain all the time right um, but stepping foot on that soil and walking through the farms and seeing the seeds being put in the ground seeing the curing barn seeing the rolling rooms it's a whole other world man like that's what they do it's in their blood it's who they are so it's uh it's eye-opening and it's going to give you some feelings for sure now are you still involved on the retail side at beehive or are you just all on a I, i'm not no i'm i'm available to them they know that uh if they're in a pinch i'm here um but no the retail uh i actually stepped away in january to focus solely on apostate nice um so when and, and when did that brand launch officially uh we formed the company in 2020 uh but 2020 being what it was yeah <laughs> we we didn't hit shelves uh until december of last year 2021 so official launch was was december now you have if i remember correctly there's four cigars currently currently there's Correct. four yeah there are four on the market right now we launched with three uh, we just dropped uh, the Feathered Serpent, our Candela, the fourth blend at PCA. We are actually going uh, next month to blend two more. We're going to be back down there in November uh, to blend two more. And then we'll have two more after that to round out the core line of eight cigars. Now, you mentioned the Feathered Serpent, your Candela. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about yes, that a little bit before we went live. I actually have had that cigar. Mm-hmm. That cigar was pretty good. Um, you don't. And you told me something interesting that I'll let you repeat and share on the, on the show. Uh, but you told me something interesting about that cigar. And um, I just remember I had said to you, like, oh, wow, it's amazing to see that reaction from a Candela. Because there's not a lot of Candela cigars. And usually when there is, they're kind of like the Lanceros. Like, there's a cult following of them. But they're not like, you know, <laughs> Connecticut Shade Toros. You know what I mean? They're not, you know. Right. But you Right. Would, it's, you, it's not your usual. Yeah. 
But you had said that you guys have already sold out of all of them. <laughs> yeah, I got word from the warehouse yesterday uh, that we have no Feathered Serpent bundles left in the warehouse. So that I, as far as I know, there are still uh, a few on shelves with retailers. You, you've got access to them. Um, but we, we've got more in production, so we're not worried about a, a huge delay. But uh, it was interesting, like you said, to see how strong uh, the reorder rate was with retailers. Once they got their initial order from uh, PCA, when that shipped out, it, it was, we're talking days, uh, a couple of weeks before reorders were coming in. It, it was like that. It was crazy. Wow. That's yeah. got to, and that's going to be a very humbling feeling too. Just like, like, holy shit. Not only do we make a cigar, but pe people want it. People like these cigars. Uh, Cause well, that, that's it's goal. interesting, especially with the Candela, man. Yeah, that is the goal. Right. And, and we, are, we're going to put it on the market because we feel like we made a good cigar. Um, but to see the turnover and to see the reorder rate, that's it's it's a little bit of validation. Yeah, it it is humbling. It's nice to know that the people are enjoying it the way it was intended to be enjoyed. Now, tell me a little bit more about the other three cigars that are currently in the line. Um, I know you have you have like a you have a Maduro and you have a Habano, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so we we launched with a little bit of something for everybody. So the first cigar we blended is a Habano with an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. It's called the Initiatory. Um, that is a six by 52 Toro, um, pretty straightforward Habano. It's, we wanted to go with kind of the, you know, traditional Dominican, uh, floral flavor profile. It's got a Mexican San Andres binder to kind of give you a little complexity. And then you're looking at all Dominican filler, uh, really smooth, capable cigar. That's good for any time of day. Uh, second one we dropped was the Maduro. It's called the Deseret. It's got the Mexican San Andres wrapper. Uh, Dominican binder, and then filler from the DR and Nicaragua in there. We picked a lot of sweet filler tobaccos. Uh, so that's a really rich, uh, flavorful Maduro. It's not super heavy. Um, I, it's like a dessert smoke for me. It, it's got some good sweet notes to it. And then the Connecticut is called the Liahona. It's a 45 ring gauge, which is pretty unique. Uh, and then it's a, a torpedo. So 45 ring gauge torpedo. It's It's not your everyday shape and size, which I think adds to the smoking experience with that one. That is a Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Mexican San Andres binder, filler from the DR, and then a little bit of filler from Paraguay in there to round it out. So that one's a unique Connecticut for sure. Now you said you were working on, you're going down, you're going to blend two more. Mm -hmm. Now, can you, yeah, we've got uh, two more on the table. Um, we have an idea of how we want it to go, but we have, obviously at this point, we haven't locked in any official blends. We, we know what we'd like to work with. Uh, it's just a question of what's available and what the quality is when we get there. Now, how much of the blending process are you personally involved in? <coughs> heavily. Yeah. Heavily, heavily okay. involved. It, yeah. So my partner and I, and then, uh, Jose Manuel, Hochi Blanco's son, we're, we're coming out of Tabaclara Palma. Uh, where Hochi Blanco makes brands like uh, like La Galera comes out of there. Um, his son Jose Manuel has really taken uh, a huge task in in helping us come up with these blends. So he's right there, you know, helping us pick the leaves that match the flavor profile we're looking for. But it's it's Jose Manuel, Kendrick, and myself at at the blending table, sorting through the tobacco and and putting it together and and coming up with the size. So yeah, it's we're heavily involved. Going into that blending process, working with the tobaccos, mm. especially working with people like that, they've been around a long mm. time, uh, made a lot of cigars. 
had a lot of success. Oh, yeah. Is it intimidating to sit at the table with the tobaccos and kind of be like, oh, yeah, I mean, I want it to be like this and like this in front of people who probably, you know, done this millions of times, fearful that it's going to be like, no, you can't do that. Oh, no, that won't taste good. You're like, are you like almost (laughs) like a afraid? Like, I I like this and I like this. Like, you know, hopefully this is going to work. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that's kind of that's kind of how it goes at first. It's it's a little bit. It's an, I wouldn't call it a battle, but you're they're there for for a little bit of guidance, right? We know what we enjoy. Coming from the retail side, it, it's nice to have a little bit of experience in the wheelhouse to to help you recognize what tobaccos provide what flavors. But it's nowhere near the level of of your master blenders and your production managers. Those guys are insane. Um, so yeah, we it, it's up to us to kind of give them the snapshot. And then for them to zoom in and say, okay, these are the tobaccos that are going to hit the points you're talking about. Let's smoke through them. Let's combine them. Let's see what works together. They'll, they'll tell us, you know, oh, those those typically don't get blended together. And sometimes we'll push back and we'll say, hey, let's try it. Uh, and we've been surprised a couple of times. So it's, you know, it doesn't always work the way you want it to, but it is definitely, uh, it's fun. It's a fun process, but it takes it out of you, man. That's a lot of smoking in one day. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, we we've we've talked to a couple weeks ago. Perfect. You know, we had Steve Soccer on, and I mean, oh god, yeah. I know you know Steve, and it, it's and he and he came right out and told us, he's like, I I make the I I make the most test blends. I make the most, you know, like you know, sample, you know, the pre, you know, the pre-release samples and 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 tests that he yeah, goes the through. little ligas, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I I I ordered like the most, and every time I do, and we lost Brandon again. That's so strange. I think I know what it is too. He might be getting a phone call. I think he's on his phone. Uh, we got dead air here. I apologize. I think I have the solution to him. As soon as I get him back, I will tell him. Do do do. Bounces out. He'll probably call back in. I think I know exactly what this is. So I think I know exactly what this issue is. Do you keep getting phone calls? I don't calls? know what happened. Oh, uh, maybe I don't. I didn't. I didn't see what come through. I don't know what happened. Because sometimes <laughs> this happens. This is why like the phones are tricky. Because sometimes when the yeah. if a phone call comes in, it just kicks this whole thing right out. So nice. I was like, oh, I think it's the phone call. <laughs> Tell you what, we'll go. We'll go airplane mode, and we'll keep the Wi-Fi on. Hang on one sec. All right, that should solve any phone call issues. There we go. <laughs> Let's try that. Hopefully, that'll be better. Uh, I forgot uh, where yeah. we were now. Oh yeah, we were talking about yeah. Steve. So you were talking about yeah, you were talking about Saka and all the test blends and everything. Yeah, and it was funny because he revealed to us too. He's like, I I order so many. He's like, you know, a lot of times when you go to the factory, he's like, they make you your test blends. That's kind of like part of the deal. He's like, I pay for mine, and I tell them too, like, no, right. no, no, I'm paying for them because I. He goes, I order so many. Now, he's kind of he's I'd say kind of an anomaly. Um, cause I feel yeah. like most people don't probably make as many test blends as he does cause he's just, <laughs> no, so I think you're hilarious. right. I think you're right. Because it's funny. You'll see on his social media every now and then he'll be like, look what I found. And it's a whole pack of shitty blended five years ago, you know? Um, but yeah, it's for us, the test blends, we, we come home with, with our blends so that we can let them rest and, and smoke them over time and make sure, you know, as Terrence Riley likes to say, we're validating the blend, right? Ooh, um, I like what you did there. 
that's that's a real process and 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 definitely where terrence gets that from and it's it's a it's fun that's the fun part but i we don't make nearly as many test blends as Sokka and never will and we don't know as much about blending as Sokka. we're just we're just learning you know what i mean that's why it's cool to sit at the feet of someone like hochi blanco and his son jose manuel and take all this information in you know yeah the blancos i mean those are some great people to be with i mean between hochi you got his cousin Jose. I mean, Jose Blanco yep. is, I mean, he's a legend. Come on, he's right? another legend. Yeah. I mean, both of them. No. <laughs> yeah. Jose is, is like family to me. I love that. He calls me on my birthday. I love that guy. I love Jose. Hochi is, uh, Hochi, Hochi takes amazing care of us, man. Um, we, we could not be more lucky in, in who we've gotten to work with. Yeah. I mean, was it, was it you? I can't remember. We were at the trade show. I I want to say it was you guys and it it was Hochi. You guys were talking about making cigars, and you found I think you guys found was it who found a bundle of tobacco that was like forgotten or something, and you were like, oh, can we use this? And then they were like, yeah. So it was interesting. It was interesting. We we were blending the Connecticut, and Jose Manuel was like, have you guys ever tried tobacco from Paraguay? And we're like. I didn't know they grew tobacco in Paraguay. So no, I've, I've never tried it, never heard of it, didn't know it existed. So it wasn't like it was this weird secret stash. It was just some tobacco that they happened to have uh, that was not in use. And now that's one of the filler tobaccos in, in the Liahona, our Connecticut. Um, what we like about that tobacco is it's, it's got a really buttery, creamy profile to it. It's, it's unlike anything that I've ever smoked by itself. That one little fuma of of just paraguay by itself i could smoke that all day it's delicious it tastes like buttered popcorn yeah it, it's got to be uh, I, i'm talking to a lot of other people too and whether it's blenders or it's brand owners or it's you know whoever just people in the industry who are working with the blending process i love hearing the stories when people find like these less than common tobaccos that yeah. they come across yeah, the and then stuff. Yeah. and they tell the story and it's it's very similar every time it's always the like oh like the light bulb went off like oh we found this like yeah this tobacco and like you know we were like we got to do something with it and then like some cigar gets made out of it sometimes it's a limited edition sometimes it's just like right. the breakthrough of the, the next core line cigar that takes off um so that, right. it's got to be it's got to be nice to shake it up a little bit you know, from the, the standard stuff you're working with to be like, Oh, what's this? I don't know anything about it. Let's try it. It makes it exciting, man. Yeah, absolutely. You do feel like you found a little hidden gem. We, I never would have thought to ask for filler from Paraguay. Uh, but Jose Manuel was like, uh, by the way, (laughs) how could we not use it at that point? You know what I mean? There's, there's no way we're not going to use it. So it was, that was, that was fun. Well, I mean, cigar blending and cigar making it is, has been explained to me by several people over the years. It's you know, it's it's like being a chef in the kitchen, right? You know, you're making a recipe. It's you know, exactly yeah. And so it's like it's like being a chef, and you and you find this spice, or you find this meat that's, you know, oh shit, I didn't know we had that. Oh, what can I do with this? And right. you know, what kind of recipe right. can I make? And you make something that's, mm-hmm. and from what I get out of it, when that happens, majority of the time, you make something that's even more unique. Because you're using a tobacco yeah. that's not as commonly used, so the cigar, you know, in the long run, provided it's blended correctly, it ends up being right. something even more special. And uh, I think that's cool. The geek side of me is yeah, like, that's is cool. cool. No, <laughs> it, it, that's why it was fun for me too. It appealed to the nerd side. Um, it's one of those like, and obviously we're not the only ones using tobacco from Paraguay, or it wouldn't have been there, right? Um, but it's not common. 
and it's not a flavor I had experienced before. And I would wager that it's not, it's not a flavor that a lot of consumers are aware whether or not they've smoked it, you know? So I, I would say smoke the Liahona just to, just to get that flavor profile. You'll notice it right away on the retro hail on that Liahona Connecticut torpedo. You can, you, it's just a blast of creamy buttery. It's so good, man. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. I, I, I totally, I've had that kind of, I've had that flavor note before and I know I almost know exactly what you're talking about. And it is, it's a nice, it's a nice flavor. It's a nice experience. Uh, you know, it's a softer side of the, of the smoke versus, you know, some of the, right. you know, you got, you got some cigars that are real thick, real heavy and real meaty and, and those have a time and place right. and those are enjoyable. But sometimes you just, you want that just softer, yeah. easier, lighter flavor. And it's just a little bit more relaxing. It's not so strong. You can just kind of sit there and take it in. And I'm not a big retro healer too. That's the other thing. So for me, right, right, right. cigar like that is perfect. Um, you yeah. know. Yeah, you get a lot of the the Dominican uh, floral notes on the retro. It's that's kind of Kendrick and I. We we have the approach of of I'd rather smoke more cigars with more flavor rather than you know strength over flavor, right? Nicaraguan tobacco was my jam for a long time. Um, you know, you got companies like Black Label, obviously Tatuaje. Pete Johnson sucked me in with the way he blends bold, flavorful cigars. For us, Dominican tobacco can't keep up in that arena, right? It's not that bold. So if you're going to blend with Dominican tobacco, you have to highlight what Dominican tobacco does well. What it does well is those softer, more subtle uh, floral notes, things like that. We want you to be able to taste all of them. So we're not going to, we're not going to beef it up with a bunch of the Harrow stuff like that. It's, it's an easy smoke, uh, but very flavorful. Do you find that, I mean, most of the people I talk to, it's usually yes. And then it, there's, you know, more to it, but do you find that most of the time, you know, you go, like you had mentioned, you were N Nicaraguan tobacco was like your jam. Right. And then, and then it changes. Right. And then you go through like spells where you're just like, it's not that you don't like Nicaraguan tobacco, for example, right? And it's just I like love Nicaraguan tobacco. it's just like yeah. you know what? Like you get to a point where you're like, I need a break from that, and I need to go smoke, mm -hmm. you know, something Dominican really mild. And then from there, you're like, right. I need something from Honduras that's just got a little bit of that right. extra pep that's going on. And then mm -hmm. you just kind of always, and it's not again, it's not that you don't like those different tobaccos. It's just like you get burnt out of them, and then you find yourself craving um, other tobaccos that are like, you know, I got to switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, you know, the, the, the phrase variety is the spice of life. That's very literal for me when it comes to cigars. I, I love variety. I love being eclectic with what I smoke. I spent probably when I was in the retail game, all those years, you know, buying cigars for, for beehive, our humidor was Nicaragua heavy, uh, because that's what I enjoyed smoking, you know? Um, and if the tobacconist, tobacconist likes smoking it, that's what he's going to sell to the customers too, right? That's it's kind of the way it goes. So when we got down there to start blending cigars with Hochi, I was blown away um, by the subtlety, the floral nature, the complexity that you can get when Dominican tobacco is, is balanced and blended well. Yeah, I, uh, I, I fully agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, there was a time when – majority of cigar smokers i would say maybe even maybe pre-boom the original boom uh it was like if you smoked if you smoked x cigar from x company you know that was right. dominican made that's what you smoked right. it didn't matter yep. if padrone had something that was awesome that was very popular nope i smoke you know like that wasn't your cigar chateau yeah. Yeah. whatever that's what yeah. i smoke 
today, yeah. I mean, you you look at most cigar smokers. You say, "What's in your humidor?" You, it's like you'll hear fifteen brand names, whether they're big names. Fuck, or small it's names. everything. Yeah, it, it's it's mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. from different countries, different mm-hmm. varieties, different areas yep. of those countries, and yep. it's just like the variety is 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 great for the industry, and I feel like it's I love it's it. changed the industry. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice yes, to have options. I think you're right. Yeah, well, and for me, when you when you started saying that, I was immediately reminded of watching The Sopranos, and Tony would always smoke his macanudos. You know what I mean? That was it. That was that's what he smoked, right? So it's mm-hmm. like. I don't know, man. I, I definitely tend to gravitate towards blends that I smoke more often. Um, but I think if I ever locked myself into one cigar, I feel like I would just be missing out on so much. There's so many good cigars right now. So many. There are. And it's hard because do you find, you know, I, aside from, you know, you have your own cigars now that you make and you mm-hmm. sell and whatnot. But, I mean, obviously you, you smoke other stuff too. Um Yeah. Do you find that, and I and I get this, I think even more because being in the media, like there's there's so much out there, and then you'll be in conversation like, oh, did you have this cigar? Oh man, mm-hmm, it's the best. Mm-hmm, and me, you probably mm-hmm, heard about it, you probably see it on, and you're like, no. And people look at you like, what? How have you not had that? It's like because I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm smoking the fifty five other cigars that are really popular right now. <laughs> they look at you like you're from Mars, man. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. It really is. When I was in the retail game, it was easy. Because I was getting deliveries, all the new stuff was coming across my desk, right? I, I I would pop one out of the box and smoke it right away so I knew how to speak to it in the humidor. I haven't been on the retail side in almost a year now. Uh, so the bulk of what I smoke has been apostate. But then, you know, you go out on the road and I want to support the shops I'm in. So I buy a handful of whatever they think is, is hot in their humidor. Um, you know, it's fun to come home with my little goodie bag and be like, Oh man, I haven't even, I've never even heard of this and I should have, you know? So yeah, I just smoked uh, the K by Karen Berger and AJ collaboration for the first time over the weekend, the 25th anniversary. I just, Karen handed me one at her shop on Saturday and I was like, I'm sorry, this is the first time I'm smoking this. It was amazing. It was so good. And I would have missed it otherwise, you know? That's another one that I know has been kind of popular lately. I've seen, I've seen it Mm -hmm. around a lot, especially on social media. And I just I haven't got my hands on it yet, and it's just like it's on oh. my list of things to get to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that. And what a cool problem to have, right? <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's like oh man, I gotta smoke all these cigars. <laughs> it's such torture. God damn it. Yeah, we're we're spoiled, dude, for sure. Well, I'm gonna give you a break for a second. I gotta hit our news segment, and then uh, I'll come right back to you. Um, our news this week is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become official ambassador with McAuliffe Cigars, as well as while you're at it, go over to their Facebook group, the McAuliffe Ambassador Group. Join that group, but all the other ambassadors, hang out, smoke, McAuliffe. Uh, this month, the McAuliffe Collector's Edition has gone out, as well as the, uh, I believe, the box of the McAuliffe Lowercase A's, or the Little A's. So look for those at your local McAuliffe retailer. Uh, this week, our news is St. Dupont debuts the Carbon Collection. In keeping with St. Dupont's uh, reputation for luxury cigar accessories at the forefront of technology, Dupont's new Carbon Collection combines all of the unique benefits of modern-day carbon graphite with St. Dupont's iconic iconic Line Two lighter, updated with Perfect Pink technology and a bold matte black finish. To complete the collection are matching carbon cigar cutters, and these come in three. Very beautiful finishes. The Dark Storm, which is black and white. The Glacial Cave, which is a blue and green. And the Fiery Lava, which is a red and black. Uh, Really sleek looking ST DuPont. 
Most of people know the name out there. Great quality stuff. Great accessories. They do more than accessories, too. If you call our episode of, uh, a little a little while ago, I wanted to say like a month ago, with uh, Les Mann from Coles of London, who distributes SD DuPont. Uh, they got some really cool stuff. They make all other kind of stuff. They got pens, like writing instruments, as they would probably call them, leather goods and stuff like that. So th- really interesting stuff, really high quality, really great stuff. We saw it, We caught up with them at the trade show this year. Um, checked out some of the new products and they are now hitting shelves and I believe there's still some more stuff that hasn't come out yet that we saw like the gold dust lighters and stuff like that so if you want to read more about it head over to smokingtobacco.com and if you're interested in any of these products those are going to be very limited so if you are interested contact your local ST DuPont dealer slash retailer and ask them about that so you can get your cutters and lighters from ST DuPont alrighty let's bring Brandon back here up on the show Alrighty, and you're back. It's nice to have that little uh, little news break, you know. A little breather. I got to refill my glass, so we're See? good. Absolutely. There you go. Now, I kind of fucked myself because I need a water, and I forgot to grab a water before the show, so I'm just going to have to tough it out and wait to the end. But Tough uh, it out, buddy. Yeah, swallow some spit. <laughs> <laughs> It'll do the job, right? Um, uh, it's been an exhausting day. It's been a busy day. Hey, it's only Thursday too, so there's that. I know. We still got we still got one more day before <laughs> it's before it's weekend time. Now you almost there. I saw that you and you had mentioned you were with Karen Berger and you were at her store, but and I saw you were down in Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah. How long were you down there for? Uh, I was down there for a week, man. Uh, flew in uh, last Monday, got home this Monday. It was amazing. I was actually cruising around with Karen's VP, uh, Bruce Bush. Yeah, I know Bruce. Who you've met. Um, yeah. So Bruce is my boy. He was kind enough to, man, I crashed at his pad. We spent a couple of nights on the road at, at a hotel. Uh, I rented the car and, and he let me uh, sleep at his place. His lovely life fed me meals. It was awesome. We uh, basically just cruised around and, and he introduced me to uh, a handful of accounts out there and came home with uh, a lot of new retailers in Florida. So it was a great trip, man. I love Florida. Florida is a great state, especially for cigars. I mean, the, between Florida, oh yeah, New Hampshire, you got to get to New Hampshire. Uh, Pennsylvania's mm-hmm. got some shit going on too. Um, yep. yep. There's a lot. Have you made it up to the Northeast yet? No, that's that's it's on the list, man. Uh, it's just me <laughs> and my partner right now, so it's I got you know, at this point I got like 34 states to go. So. <laughs> One eventually you'll get to that point where you're just always on the road, like all these other people that you see, you'll just constantly in oh, the yeah. airport. I mean. It, I feel like I'm pretty much there now, but uh, it's fun, man. It's fun. It's, it's what I signed up for. You know what I mean? It was part of the deal when we formed the company, and uh, it was something that my lovely wife, uh, for whatever reason, agreed to. <laughs> so it's, um, it's cool. I love traveling. I love meeting new people. I love seeing all the lounges. It's, it's funny how you walk into a place, and it's, while it's different, they're all kind of the same. You know what I mean? There's that vibe. There's that community. There's that local crowd. Uh, and you just feel that camaraderie that these retailers are fostering. And we're all about that. I love it. Yeah, it's. I love every time I get the opportunity to go out and uh, travel around the country and, and go to different shops and meet people. And I'll tell you, you know, nine times out of ten, you know, you walk into these shops, whether it's someone in your position, my position, you're just a regular, you know, person who's just, you know, looking to go to a cigar shop, get a cigar. Which, you know, even even when people like us go in there, it's we're just other people, too. And, you know, it's you find yeah. nice people. You find great people. There's some cool shops, some cool shop owners and staff that's in those shops. And, 
It's mm-hmm. not, and, and more than that, the, the culture, the vibe, the feel, everything. It's, it's, it's yeah. nice. And it feels like no matter it's where nice. you go, no matter where you go, when you go into those cigar shops, especially when you go into a good shop, you, you feel like you're not really anywhere else. You're just, you're back in the, it's like the neutral spot, like going back in a cigar shop. It, you could, yeah. It's in the, world. the comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the comfort zone, dude. It's um, like you said, it doesn't matter what town I'm in. The town can feel strange and weird and foreign, but the second you walk through the door of that lounge, it's not weird anymore. You're you're comfortable again. It's I love it. Now, have you had the opportunity to to travel somewhere and go into a shop mm-hmm. and find people smoking your cigars and be like, oh shit, those are my cigars? Uh, yeah, that's that's happened. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, How, where did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I'm here to sell it to that retailer and they don't have it yet. So tell me where you got it. Um, but no, so you can buy like there's a tinderbox.com. Uh, a couple of tinderbox locations carry us, so our stuff is available through their online retail store, and a couple of guys grabbed them from there. But yeah, it is it's fun because we're still new, right? I'm nobody. Uh, Apostate's a brand new baby brand. We've been on the market since December, so to walk into a place and see somebody smoking the Deseret, uh, I was like, dude, <laughs> that's amazing. Where did you get that? It was still a cool new feeling for me. Yeah, it's got to be kick-ass. You see that, and you're just like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. that's my cigar. <laughs> Dude, it kicks ass. It kicks ass, yeah. And then, you you know, when you open up a retail account in a new city, and, and you get home, and then you're on social media, and you see people that you've never seen before posting on, on Instagram, they're smoking your cigar, and they're tagging you in it. I'm like, I don't know that dude, but that's awesome. Like, that, that's, that store obviously made the right choice. Somebody's spending their dollars on that, and it's working out for everybody. So it's a cool feeling, man. I'll, I'll never get over that. Are you guys going to uh, TPE by chance? Yeah, that's the goal. Yep. Nice, nice. Because you got mm-hmm. you guys weren't there last year, right? We were not there as vendors. No, we were okay. there as as retailers. Still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this will be this will be our first TPE as vendors. Mm-hmm. That'll be exciting. We we will be there as well, uh, getting you know obviously coverage of the show and whatnot and going around all the booths, right. doing interviews. So it'll be exciting. Now, some of the stuff you had talked about that you're working on, could we expect to see any of that for TPE? Or is this maybe something we won't see till maybe next year at PCA? So you'll probably see it at PCA, if not a little before PCA. Um, blending in November, as long as we can get the blends dialed in uh, and get production underway, I would not expect to see cigars before probably February or March. Okay. Uh, you got to blend them, you got to do the production, and then you got to let it rest. So it's it's probably not going to be ready for TPE, unfortunately. But Maybe we'll have, you know, a, a prototype or two for select media outlets. We'll see how that goes. Oh, see, now that's, you know, as Coop would say, I'm just here for free samples. Coop <laughs> <laughs> can't have it. Coop can't have it. It's for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, love, I love Coop. I love what he does. I've followed Coop for, for years now. I started uh, getting into my tobacco journey. I started listening to a podcast called uh, the, the Stogie Geeks. Yep. And Coop was, uh, Coop was on there a few times. So I, I love Coop. I love what he does. He, he can have a prototype too. It's fine. Yeah, yeah Coop's, Coop's As long as man. I have him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you have him, you know. Starting to run low. It's like, I don't know, Coop. What have you done for me lately? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get on the Coop show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you haven't been on Coop, right? No, Coop, Coop scares the shit out of me, man. That dude asks tough questions, and I'll answer him, but that, that guy intimidates me a little bit. Coop's, Coop's the real deal, bro. He'll keep you on there for three and a half hours, too. Hey, I, I've got cigars. I've got whiskey. We'll be all right. Yeah, you know, you can make it last. I mean, if, if you're on there with Bear, I mean, Bear is 
Bear is kind of like the um, – he breaks it up a little bit, you know. He provides the, right. hey, don't worry, I'm here too. Like, you're going to be okay uh, when Coop starts He's the John you. Carney. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. he breaks it up. You know, it's nice. He, he's, he's, yeah. the, he's the soothing hand on the back. Like, it's all right, don't worry. I'll give you some <laughs> questions. <laughs> oh, here, here's a towel. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I love those guys very much. Um, and uh, it's always a good time to – to see those guys and hang out with them um but no yeah it's it's exciting it's an exciting time of the year you know you go into the end of the year you know it's you know it, you get the holiday season coming you get the cigar of the year stuff that's coming out and then you know it's the holidays and who doesn't love the holidays and then all of that's over and it's january and then all of a sudden it's like okay the the winding down part of the year is over now we have to let's right. think about what are now we it's doing time to now? Go. and it's mm-hmm. time to crank it up mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. you know, you start the year off with TPE and then you kind of go back to the factory, you go back to the drawing board, you, you keep working on your stuff. And mm-hmm. then it's, you know, like mm-hmm. we always say, you know, or like Coop calls it, you know, the Super Bowl of cigars, you know, the PCA trade show, that's the big one. You know, that's right. the one where right. you almost have to bring something new. You got to bring something exciting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of energy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, then you get to the show and it's like this cycle. So you get ready, you get to the show, you do your thing and then the show's over and now it's. Now we got to ship cigars. Now we got to get the product out there, and now we got to go out and yeah. promote it yeah. on the road. So it's it's almost like this it's never-ending cycle. cycle. It is, yeah. No, it really is a cycle, and it, and it has it has a formula, like you said. It, it's up, and then it's down, and then it's and then it's go time. Um, and we're we're trying to kind of get a feel for you know what that schedule looks like. It, it, this is our first uh, foray into going into fourth quarter as manufacturers. So it's like oh my big accounts are slowing down now. Oh, well, yeah, they're, they're in the, they're in the Northwest, man. It's, it's about to be winter. It's cold. So yeah, it's going to slow down. However, if you look at Florida, they're revving up right now. So hopefully those two balance each other out. You have to learn the way the market works a little bit and, and, and try to, you know, navigate it appropriately. Yeah. Well, it's like the Northern States, they slow down. It does get colder. Not everyone can smoke mm-hmm. in the winter time. Not everyone has a, a, a warm place or an indoor place to smoke. Yeah. Um, but but then you get the people, especially the older guys who maybe are retired or whatever, who, who divide their time. Then mm-hmm. they go down south. They go to Arizona. They go to Florida. They go to Texas, mm-hmm. wherever uh, mm-hmm. for the for the for the winter time, and they can still smoke yep. down there. So it's like, yeah, you're right. Yep. It almost balances out because you got all those guys who go mm-hmm. down. And now they're just buying in the south. So then the south, the southern. So like you said, right. like Florida, it ramps up because it's not super hot, and yeah. now there's more people outside enjoying cigars, and all the the right. snowbirds come down. Um, right. and they're buying cigars. So, uh, yep. it, it is, it's a, it's an interesting time of year, right? Um, it is. Well, and on the flip side, you know, Phoenix, June through September, nobody's smoking outside down there, you know what I mean? So it's, it is, no. it's, it's, it's total opposite, you know, it's, it's interesting. You, you learn a lot of things you didn't know you'd have to learn on this side of the table. It's fun. It, does it help having the retail experience becoming a brand? I mean, you're not the first ones to do it. I mean, there's, there's been other people in the retail side who are also in right. the manufacturing side and the distribution side. Right. But that retail side, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say having that retail experience, once you go to other avenues, that's like gold because that, that gives gold. you such an advantage as a brand owner moving forward. 
It really does. Honestly, for us, man, the retail experience plays into to everything from our attitude about what we want to vibe uh, with with shop owners. You know what I mean? We want to work with the right accounts, not all the accounts. You know what I mean? Are you creating a sense of community in your space? Is your humidor well kept? Do you are you comfortable hand selling a new cigar to, you know, the amount of shelf space we take up to the packaging to you know the the way you pay for the product it, it's all it it's all coming from the retail background for us a little bit so i i can only speak to the fact that we do have retail experience definitely being a, a bonus i can't imagine how overwhelmed i would feel if i didn't have that yeah yeah it's i i know talking to a lot of people who have said like you know it's it's easy when you when you go from retail to to owning a brand um, because you, you kind of know, you know, a lot of things you said, but it's like, you, you just, you know, what works. So you, you try to, you try to make your products and you design your products and especially the packaging, the cigars, the way you present, because you know, when I worked in the shop for 12 years and brand brands would send this and this or that, and, and I'd have to right. it, it, like, you know, the stuff that sucks that when it comes in, you're like, Oh, what am I going to do with this? Or where is this going to go? Right. Or I, I can't, right. I can't stand right. the fact they do it like this. You're like, oh, well, right. we're definitely not going to do this and we're not going to do this. And this guy does this. And I really like it. We should do right. that with our stuff. And it kind of, <laughs> yeah. it kind of, it's a lot of that. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong. It almost, it almost kind of, um, you get out, you get, a, you get out of the gate a little bit more. There's, there's less trial mm -hmm. and error with certain things. Cause you already know, like, I don't need to waste my time trying this cause I know it doesn't work. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, I, exactly. As a, as a retailer, I know how I like to be approached when a brand wants to sell their cigar to me, right? So I have that in my pocket for when I walk into so-and-so's shop uh, or, you know, when I make a phone call. It's, it's, it's easier for me to be like, look, they're, they're busy. They've got staff issues. They've got inventory issues. They've got customers. They don't want to be on the phone with me for 20 minutes. Let's keep it short, sweet, and to the point. Let's, let's get product to their location let's follow up later or let's walk into the shop let's make an intro if they have time let's sit down and smoke and then i'm out of your hair um it's it's a lot of stuff man that you put in the back pocket and you're just really grateful for the the fact that you you got to be where they are uh you you got to understand what that struggle looks like you appreciate them more yeah absolutely we uh we have we have one more small segment that we're going to do uh before we wrap up the show we are getting towards the end our our top three segment once again brought to you by room 101 cigars and i don't know where the sound overlay went but that's okay <sighs> See, this is what ha I don't know. I don't know where the window is. For Where's me. Nicole? Where is Nicole? I know, I know. She's she always screws <laughs> me over on this. I'm like trying to find it, and I'm just like, well, where where's the overlay thing? And I I don't. Oh, here, wait a minute. Here it is. Ah, I got it. See? Watch the smoking tobacco show. Eat your vegetables. Take your vitamins. Smoke room 101. <laughs> you heard it from the man himself. Um. <laughs> I stole that out of a clip from uh, TPE this past year. Um, I love Matt Booth. He j and he just happened to say that too. That's the other thing behind that clip. 
for people who watch regularly and you know that like he didn't like record that for us like he just said that in an interview and i'm like no he just says shit like that yeah and i'm just like i'm gonna steal that and just make it the intro five minutes with matt booth is is soundbite gold man so it's a lifetime of knowledge that you'll never really need but you'll be happy that you have it (laughs) yes and and if you're fortunate enough to have his um his communication information, such as a cell phone number, uh, and, you te- mm-hmm. and, you, and you text with him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I would show you my text, my text string with Matt Booth, but it's it's not appropriate for the family audience. Likewise, likewise. I it's <laughs> sometimes you know you just, you just wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, Matt Booth texted me. What's this? And it'll be oh god, here we it'll go. be something so ridiculous. And I'm like, uh huh. And it's first thing in the morning, you wake up, you check your phone, you're like, Matt Booth texted me. And then you're just like, what the fuck is that? And then you're like... If I ever get a text from Matt <laughs> that is just normal conversation, I'm going to be like, somebody needs to do a wellness check because somebody's got Matt's phone. If it doesn't make my jaw hit the floor, it's not Matt. One time he called me out of the blue, and I, I'm like, hello? And he's like, hey, man, what's going on? I was like, nothing. What are you doing? He's like, oh, nothing. I just do, I'm cleaning out my office. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then he's like, well, and then he started talking about stuff. And we were talking for like 45 minutes. And yep. I I finally, I, I kind of just kind of came out and said like, well, so like, well, what's going on? Like, well, what's up? And he's like, well, nothing. You asked me to call you um, or I told you I was going to get back to you when I wasn't so busy. So I just figured I'd call you. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yep. And I was like waiting for yep. him to tell me like, well, I was calling you because of, like, you know, like this or something. And it was like, he was like, I just wanted to call and give you a chat. And I was like, oh, and he's yeah. like, is that all right? I'm like, it's yeah. totally fine. I just, it's, yeah, of course. it's, it's strange. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just, funny. Like, okay. So you don't need anything. Last, he's like, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I love that dude. The last conversation I had with him was like two minutes of business and same thing, a half hour of bullshit and the bullshit's the best part. So. Yeah, in in that, and I I will I will share this in that in that conversation. He was cleaning out his office, and he 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 was like going through like awards that he got for stuff that was like still in the packaging, and I, and 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 he's like he's like oh he's like I didn't know I had this, and I'm like what, and he's like I just found a plaque from Cigar Aficionado for like top twenty five cigar or whatever. He goes it's still in the plastic. <laughs> he's like where am I gonna put this? <laughs> I'm like, he won't put it anywhere. It'll go right back in the drawer where he found it. And I was like, didn't I give you an award like earlier this year at the trade show? He's like, yeah, you did. I have it. I'm like, yeah, where is it? In a drawer? He's like, no, it's in my kitchen. I'm like, all right. He's like, no, it's 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 nice. People can see it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> see, and I love, the, I love that the accolades and the awards, that's not what he's doing it for. You know what I mean? That's not why Matt Booth is making cigars. And I try to, I try to kind of float the same river. Uh, I'm here because I love tobacco and I love the community that it creates. And if accolades come our way, that's cool, but that's not going to, that's not the motivation. Right. So I, I love, you know, the genuine sort like Matt and, and like Sokka who, who do it for the love of the game. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that a lot of, the, a lot of the people out there, you know, do it like that. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously people got to make money and survive, but, at the, but, but the other part of it yeah. too is, you know, they love the game. And I feel like the people who mm-hmm. love the game, I mean, that's oftentimes when you get the, some of the best stuff because the heart and the dedication is there and you know, they, they yeah. really, they really care about it. They want it to be the best. They're not just going to be like, well, yeah. it works, put a band on it. Let's send it out. 
Right. Um, right. You know. And I don't, I don't run into that very often. I, if at all, you know what I mean? I think everybody that I've met in the industry, uh, is, is very passionate. Uh, people like to give the legacy brands a hard time, but it's like, I don't know, man, I've talked to those dudes and they're still pretty goddamn passionate about what they're doing. That's, it's not about dollars and cents at this point. It's about how can they, how can they continue to make a good product and, and stay relevant in a, in a differing market. So I, it, it's, people like to say that they're not invested and I, I haven't found that to be the case. I don't think that's true. I, I, I would say that they operate on a different level, obviously. And sure. A lot of those legacy brands are yeah. much bigger brands. They've been around, they, mm-hmm. you know, they have, they have a larger operation that they have to, you know, mm-hmm. deal with. And, and that's in itself right. a, a whole headache, you know. Um, Can you imagine importing 30 million cigars into the U.S.? Can you imagine having to deal with that? I mean, goddamn, dude. I know. Calm I mean, down, I, Fuente. That's a lot. I talked to Carney about, you know, stuff like that and, you know, stuff that, you know, LFD does and, you know, when they import stuff mm-hmm. and just the stuff that, like, him and Lito and Tony, like, that they have to deal with, it's like – there's a respect for it. There really is. It's like, you know what, dude? Like, I didn't. I remember having one of those conversations with, with John one time, and I was just like, and I didn't realize like what it takes for them to do stuff. And I just remember being uh-huh. like, you know what? Nothing but respect to you guys. That's like that. Yeah. I, I don't know how you <laughs> you deal with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's hard to it's it, it's hard to begrudge anybody uh, in the industry when you see what it takes to to get product on shelves. Uh, that that whole process is is really tough. So. Anybody doing it, uh, big, small, medium, whatever, it, props, because it's not easy. Well, I, in the sake of not forgetting about the segment that is at hand, uh, I do have a top three for you. It's pretty easy. It's pretty simple. Um, cool. Top three whiskeys. Top three whiskeys. Yeah, what do you like to drink? Um, I, love, I love Basil Hayden. Uh, I love hmm. Angel's Envy. And with a cigar, uh, I like to have an old-fashioned, and in my old fashions, I do Woodford. Woodford, classic mm-hmm. Woodford, mm-hmm. classic Woodford. Yeah, yep. Keep you it know, simple. That's a good one. You know, for me, uh, not a Basil Hayden's fan. I, I've tried it. It's just mm-hmm. it doesn't hit me right. The Angel's Envy is mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, Nicole and I have had that on a few occasions. I think we have a bottle laying around actually. Um, yeah, that's a good one. The Woodford's good. Woodford's one of those ones that I enjoy. I have nothing against. I usually never buy a bottle of it to like keep in the house. Right. But when I go out, mm-hmm. I'll order it. Um, right, right. And, and I only it. order it in an old-fashioned. I can't drink Woodford straight up. It's only That's my go-to for old-fashions. Yeah, that makes sense. That and um, to, to be honest with you, I mean, like, we drink a lot of different whiskeys and a lot of, like, you know, sometimes the, the, the harder-to-find stuff. But, you know, nine times out of ten, like, when I go out just for a, a casual night, I'll just drink like Maker's Mark. I love Maker's Mark. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's simple and it's it's good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I like it in Coke. Like I'll do like Maker's and Coke. Mm-hmm. I'll do, you know, sometimes I'll do a, like a Maker's Old Fashioned. I'll even drink yeah. it straight. I like it because it's on the sweeter side. Because uh, it's yeah, got it that is. weeded mash. It's great to drink mm-hmm. straight. And recently, I I discovered the Forty Six, and the Forty Six has been like just a regular go-to. Yeah, the Maker's Forty Six is really good. Yeah, oh, it's delicious. Can find it yeah, on the shelf. That's a good one. It's not like one of those rare whiskeys that you know. If you find it, it's like five hundred bucks. It's like fifty, sixty. No, no, it's not even sixty. It's yeah, like forty-five it's like 50 bucks. bucks, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. And it's got a little bit. It's a. It's a little more body and a little bit more of like a like a a baking spice to it somehow. It's it's a little more. It's got a little more depth. 
and it's ridiculously smooth. I want to say it's what ninety four mm-hmm. proof. I yeah, mean, ninety. I think ninety two or ninety four, and smooth as hell. It drinks like water, dude. It, it, it very little <laughs> burn, smooth. It's creamy, yeah. which can be which can be dangerous, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it can be. Uh, no, it's, it's just it's a it's a solid whiskey. You know, I fell victim to it too when I first got into, especially bourbons and stuff with, you know, Blantons and Weller and stuff like that, which I do enjoy right, and right, I, right. and I do like having right. around. But you know, after a while, I was just like, you know what, like, you get to a point where like the excitement of that kind of goes away, and then you're like, dude, right. dude, some of the stuff that's just on the shelf, it's like you can always find it. It's great. Yeah, I I love those bottles too. You know what I mean? Um. E.H. Taylor, all that stuff. I love the good bottles, but are they are they my everyday go-to? Absolutely not. If I'm at an event, yeah, let's let's break out the good bottles, right? But if I'm just having a cocktail or a, a sip at home for a nightcap, yeah, give me the Basil Hayden's, man. Let's, let's keep it simple. So one of the smoking tobacco people has showed up tonight. Mitchell San is with us. Um, top three whiskey, E.H. Taylor, Wild Turkey, Kentucky Spirit, Single Barrel, and the Red Rest. 21 Irish whiskey. Redbreast 21. My god, for the for the price, that shit is gold. That is good. Good call. I have to, I have to make more of an effort to get more into Irish whiskeys this year. Um mm-hmm. because I've been like not avoiding it. It's just I haven't paid a lot of attention to it. But right. not not on purpose. And it's one of those things where I'm like I I need to start getting into more Irish whiskeys and 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 going through that um, because there's some great stuff out there that I haven't had yet that I've there been is. wanting to try. You know, if you get a chance, my probably my favorite Irish whiskey is a bottle called Yellow Spot. If you get a chance to, to check that one out, uh, okay. it's worth every penny. Yeah, smooth, Nicole. super good. So as I said, Nicole's Irish. Her mother was born mm-hmm. in Ireland, um, and then she has since moved to England. So Nicole goes over there from time to time. And uh, she just got back earlier this year, and when she came back, she had a bunch of she had a bunch of bottles with her. She had a homemade Irish whiskey that her cousin made um, that was not bad. Um, she had some she had some rums that she brought, some Havana Club rums. And then she brought a bottle of Jameson Irish Stout. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That I don't know if it's the standard stout. Something about I think it was like a, a an, a, an England-only blend or something. Like that. It was different. It was marked cool. different. Yeah. And I haven't okay. opened I haven't opened that yet, but I, I'm like very interested to try that because I've never really had anything like that. So you know, Jameson Black is not too bad either. I like Jameson Black. It's a little more sippable than your standard Jameson bottle. Hmm. I think I have a small, like a small bottle of that. Someone got me like a Jameson mm. sampler one time, and it's sitting there. You the- go. It's sitting in the back of our our whole whiskey thing, and one of these days I gotta I gotta rip it out and try it because yeah, try the black. I think you'd like that one. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Well, anyway, we are getting towards the end of the show here tonight. Uh, it's been a great time. We've had a great conversation. It's been great hanging out with you, uh, having yeah, a cigar. That's what it's all about. Uh, any, before we go though, anything you want to say or anything you want to plug before we uh, we wrap up the show? Um, as far as plugs go, uh, looking forward to going down in November to blend two more cigars. So look for those early next year, hopefully, uh, at least announcement-wise. Right now, uh, get the Feathered Serpent from your local retailer while you can. Um, they're going to be back-ordered eventually. Um, great Candela. It's it's turning non-Candela smokers into someone who can enjoy the occasional Candela. So that's something to watch out for. We're really proud of it. Um, support your local retailer. If, if apostate isn't available in your area, 
let us know. Reach out. We got uh, social media, or you can email me. Uh, we're at Apostate Cigars on Instagram and Facebook. My email is just Brandon at ApostateCigars.com. Hit me up. I'd love to talk to your retailer near you if they don't have us yet. Absolutely. Well said. Thanks, Brandon, for being on the show. Guys, check out Apostate Thank Cigars. You. Thank you for being here. I appreciate the time. Uh, anytime you want to come back, you're always welcome. And uh, you heard it from Brandon. Go check out Apostate Cigars. Check with your local brick-and-mortar retailer. If they don't have it, tell them to get it. Tell them to call Brandon so they can get it in there. Uh, we will be back next week, followed by next Saturday for the Spare Notes series. There's no Spare Notes this weekend. And uh, that's going to do it. So, Brandon, thank you for being here. Guys, thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.